Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's going down? What's your tea, darling? So, we've had a... um. <laughs> I've had an eventful weekend. <laughs> oh. Uh, I have visitors from out of town. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, I have visitors from out of town. Um, I got, I don't know if the word is commissioned. I don't know if the word is commissioned, but I, let's say commissioned mm-hmm. <laughs> to do an article for this. Um, that means you got um, paid. Right. I'm going to get paid. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. um, I'm still in the process of writing it and, um, Mm, just a cool. lot of stuff. Just a lot of just a lot of stuff happening. That's really weekend. good. That's yeah. cool. So I'm excited about that. And we went out last night to the mm-hmm. gay bar. We <laughs> sure did. Oh, Baby, wow. usually I be the one bent over, but Mama Diamond Styles. I know. <laughs> Baby, those cakes were in the air, darling. I said, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yes, we went to shaking um, it up tonight, darling. We, no, I, I told something. You need an occasional cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Mint last night, which is formerly F Bar. So F Bar mm. has a history of their owner being fucking racist. Mm. Oh, they, that's they have, a, well, that's the, a did you know the previous history? Oh, I'm I don't glad know you didn't who, tell me that last night. Uh, but I think it's a new owner. I think. And so it's not the same owner, but previously the owner was a fucking racist. Mm. And so, you know, that's why it shut the fuck down. Like it was a bunch of shit that led to really? it shutting down. Right. What was tea? It's no tea. It's a bunch of tea. So uh, it's, uh-huh. just, it's a bunch of stuff that has happened mm-hmm. over the years. You know, everybody was here for a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, it has be it has been rebranded and renamed to Mint. Mm-hmm. And so... We're having a grand. This is a gay club, like mm-hmm. a like a, a club that has been. It's in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It has been consistent. Montrose. It, Montrose. This has mm-hmm. been consistently gay mm-hmm. through, um, you know, through a long period of time. I know ever since I've been in Houston, and I've been in here mm-hmm. this motherfucker for shit 12 ten plus years, years, ten plus about twelve years. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's been gay since I've been. 
in Houston. So it's just gay. Just gay. Right. No, I haven't seen any other kind of people there. Oh, well, goodness. I was there during the opening of mm-hmm. Mint uh, with the J Malone Agency, uh-huh. and um, it's a sh- they have straight nights like throughout the week, and then like you know the girls have the weekend. Oh, okay. So I oh, didn't know that. Weekend? That's a, that's a t- mm-hmm. that's a did you know the whole weekend? So apparently, not and, the and, whole weekend. I think it's just Saturday. Okay, so apparently, you know, that is something that um, clearly, because we're sitting having a grand old time, it is me, mm-hmm. Mia Z, um, my cousin, and Brianna, who was visiting from Chicago, and mm-hmm. we're having a great time uh, Awesome. Fabulous. We are, we are, um, we're around a million of one butch queens and trans women running around. Shaking it up. It's a gay club. Right. Everybody's partying and having fun mm-hmm. and doing the thing. And being flamboyant. Yeah. As they should. Doing their thing. And all of a sudden, right. one of the workers who is, um, I guess he's from the Middle East or something. Baby, he told me he was from Jerusalem. Okay, so yeah, Middle East. From Jerusalem. And so... We are smoking hookah. We are doing our thing, minding our fucking LGBT ass business. Our trans business. You know, and here here comes this motherfucker tapping on me a shoulder and And I was like, Oh, excuse me, sir. I first of all, I didn't even know that he worked at the establishment. So I'm just thinking it's this random piece of trade that's tapping me on my shoulder. Like, what the fuck do you want, darling? I'm with my man and he's in front of me. What how may I assist you? And he was like, are you a man or a woman? I, I looked back at him and I said, I had the most appalled face. As you should. Right. <laughs> the most appalled face. Bitch, because it's dark. So you, girl, usually you can't get clocked in the dark. So, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> like, you clocked me in the dark, bitch? So, but. <laughs> so. I was like, I'm gagging. So I, I said, excuse me, sir, what? He said, are you a man or a woman? And I was like, I'm gagging. So Z looks at me gagging. I'm guessing everybody's seen the way I'm gagging because mm-hmm. I was paying attention was like, to her for a minute. On? Yeah, Z I was like, what's going come, on? I don't know no, you I didn't put... see no titties yet. Let me tell you, when they, <laughs> the titties didn't come out yet. The girls had to make an appearance, but let me tell you why. So I had probable, I had probable cause. <laughs> we were, we had to sell it. But so Z, Z, I tell Z, he asked me if I was a man or a woman, and so Z is like, "What the fuck?" And he looks at the guy and asks him, "Well, are you a man or a woman?" And he look, and then the man looks at Z and says, "I'm a man." And then he points at his big ass arms, and I, I said, "Well, bitch," and I pulled out my titties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was being flamboyant, but bitch, I, I felt like I was being competed against. Like, girl, you got muscles, I got titties, bitch. Since, since what body you? parts, since body since, parts established gender. Since that, <laughs> since that's what established, okay. girl. Okay. Then look. So I, I felt it, y'all. I'm sorry. I had a cocktail or two, and um. I had to tell him like to get the fuck out of there, like. Really Leave us alone. Aggressive. But what burnt my pussy? Get that the rage I was feeling was like a lot. Yeah, cause because <laughs> what it is is we're at a gay club, right? Yeah, and so I don't I don't know these people, so I always assume that people who work at gay clubs they 
our condition our conditioned or either could be gay or some kind of gay adjacent cool uh, maybe right. kind of an ally where you know right. you comfortable mm-hmm. comfortable enough to work here so right. you know i feel there's some type of even even a min- minor etiquette that you mm. should have if you work here and so i would think that that is certain things are like the basic like if somebody hired even if like you knew like if you if like you, if, even if you knew that that you were uncomfortable with it where in your guideline of etiquette like as a professional mm. would you even ask anybody or question their gender that is so disrespectful it doesn't matter where if you're working in an lbgt spot or not if even if i was in this cis spot that would be even just as disrespectful so just the fact that you even question the motherfuckers and you work in an establishment is horrible and so z jumped off over the couch uh, over the uh couches and went and talked to the management management told him that um basically the the guy acts weird on lbgt night but i'm not knowing what he got from the front all i see is is z jump over couches <laughs> and, and and it looks like he's going off on somebody so i'm like well let me pay attention and see if right. i have to come over the couches too so <laughs> He comes back after everything ends. I, we go outside and we're waiting for everybody to come out. Me and me and Z. And I look over and the nigga is standing right by um, security. And I'm like, why is he just? Hold on, he works here? Because I didn't know that he worked there. Right. And that's when I gagged. I was like, oh no, ma'am. Because it's different if it's just a patron. You may be rude and don't know shit, but you work here. Bit. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here! Because you know, I because saw him doing a hookah. I thought me a nude. No, I wasn't. Pa- I wasn't paying them hookah people no uh, no mind at all. I was having a good time. I thought that he was just a one of them tranny chasers that came to the gay club trying to find the girls, and he was trying to because that happens when That's me and when me and Diamond was in New like, York. So another uh, guy had stopped me and asked me was I a man or a woman while we were walking. So like it does happen when they are looking for the girls because we were at Pride, and so I was thinking that was the the, the same kind of person because he didn't know English either. <clears throat> no shade. Yeah, I, she started I, talking to the security guard about the situation, and so that's when I come out and I see her talking to the security mm-hmm. people, and she's talking about, oh, this is somebody who works here. She was like, they don't, you know, she's basically letting them know, hey, y'all got somebody who work here that that is tipping around, asking trans women inappropriate questions, mm-hmm. and that's just not okay. This is where we come to party. We don't. This is a, supposed to be a safe space for us. We're not mm-hmm. at a straight club. When we go to a straight club, we might can expect that. We know what we're no getting shade. into. Mm-hmm. When we when we come to a straight club, we know it might be some bullshit, so we know, we're already prepared mm-hmm. for what's might about to go down when we go to a straight club. Mm-hmm. When we come to a gay club, we coming to let our hair down, we come to be comfortable, mm-hmm. we coming with our people, and we should be comfortable. And so she's basically explaining to the security and the security his interest is to get everybody out the club because they ready to get home mm-hmm. so he's kind of almost playing it off and kind of being weird being no, kind of like oh well i well he you know uh, all this kind of just like bullshit that shit that he's saying <laughs> right. and so mia goes in back into the club to talk to i guess it's the, the owner, manager the manager i was when he he was giving all the like okay you know trying to make sure he was secured in place i said well where's the manager and then that's when i got his attention and so they appoint me to the right direction to the manager we go back there and this is it's a um <clears throat> <laughs> a Caucasian lady and 
Um, another- this is white lady that's just sitting there counting our money, flipping through our money, just paying it. What Mia was saying, just minding her business, mm-hmm. going through our money that we spent. Mm-hmm. To come in the club. Right. But I, I, I wanted to, because I know that black people are already stereotyped, especially black gay people, because we're already flamboyant. We don't give a fuck about what people think. Supposedly, so, right. Right, supposedly. We, you know. So... I'm like, okay, let me come up to this Caucasian lady. And I, I actually, I'm not going to go off on her because why? It's not her fault. And I need her to understand where I'm coming from without her seeming, without her feeling like I'm attacking her. Right. So I came to her nice. I, I actually introduced myself and gave her a handshake. She was just, I was explaining to myself. And as I was explaining to myself, she was very unbothered. And I know the z ass had followed me up there so i looked to my right and z start going off <laughs> i couldn't help myself i started telling the lady because i saw the lady she was like oh we're very sensitive about that and i was like are you really are you really feeling sensitive about it right now and i called out on her bullshit and then this other white lady had came out of nowhere like the bartender she was like she actually really is really sensitive about it. I was like, wasn't nobody talking to you, though. I'm talking to the manager. Like, I was going off for her. Like, and Mia was like, calm down. You, you can't do that. And, like, she explained to me that I'm a man. And Yeah, you know, you're I a man. You can't talk to women like that. And so I was on. like, let me. I got this. I got the con. <laughs> let me, let me <laughs> talk to them. And so Z left. And she basically paid it. And I was like, okay, whatever. She admitted and to then, not training <clears throat> Sorry. Oh yeah, but she you so sensitive. Right. You so sensitive to this shit, but you ain't even training the motherfuckers who work for you. Right. You so sensitive. Right. Girl. You so sensitive, like and you she... the manager, but you not telling the people, hey, we got the ba- This is fucking basic. Right. I'm hiring you on. There's gonna be some gay people that that come here because this is a part of our mm-hmm. patronage. Yo, you can't be disrespecting gay people. You can't That's call them crazy. faggots. You can't disrespect the trans folks. Don't be calling, asking them if they're men or women. Don't be. This is like basic shit. And this that's no I went off. Right. This, oh. isn't, this isn't we asking you to fucking shut your stuff down and bring everybody in to give them a fucking training or mm-hmm. include. We're not asking that. The basic right. shit that you can do if you're so sensitive is right. to tell your people that you don't disrespect people. You don't. This is this is disrespectful. You don't ask. This is certain things you just don't ask. You dare to do a job. Mm-hmm. Get our fucking hookah, bitch. Girl. That's it. Right. And. And and I Simple. I completely agree agree with you. And she she basically paid it. And I was like, you know what, whatever. She I know she was just just there, counting. She wasn't listening to me. So I walked off. And then the manager of the security um the security guards came to me, this big big guy. And he was just like, hey man, what happened? And um he took my hand. I was like, I started explaining to him what happened. And he was like, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. He made the guy come over and apologize to me. He's like, apologize to her right now. And he apologized to me. And he started saying some shit. <laughs> and it, you know how like when somebody is like apologizing because their job is at risk, T. But like you could tell it's not sincere. It's like, like I'm apologizing to you because I have to. But really, I don't give a fuck. Right. It was giving very much that. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, I'm from Jerusalem. And I said, okay, is that a place where people are criminalized because they're LBGT people? And he was like, oh, no, it's not. And he started trying to explain. And I'm just like, okay. Uh, you being, if if you're telling me that you, that it's not a place that where people um 
don't have discrimination laws against them and you're and you know all these things then how come you don't know proper etiquette like and and, and diamond was saying you know these are some things that you should be able to tell your your management or people that are going to be working within the community especially at events where you're taking people's money to 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 be in the event also i really feel like it's a human being a human kind of thing too like you should know that that's not okay. To you should know that it's offensive to question a woman's gender or question a man's gender. Like that's offensive in Period. general. Whether you well, trans people, or not, yeah. people don't right. really have the language. I had to sit back and really think about the insensitivity everybody had, and I could see how that could not impact a cis person as much as like they probably just like he probably was trying to see if he was a trendy. Like I could see them. I don't know Thinking no woman. That. Well, no, no, no. I don't want to say that. I, I know plenty of women that would be offended by you asking cis women that would be offended by you asking them seriously asking mm. in them if they're a man or a woman. True. And they may yeah. not react True. how we react, but they would be like, what the fuck? True. Most of them just pull out their pussies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they'll do. Oh, really? Boop. Puss. Mm. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's what I've seen. Um, <laughs> but, but, baby. I've seen that too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Especially if, especially if they're in like a, a, a scene where there's trans folks, uh-huh. where they, uh, they kind of understand that maybe you will be asking me this. I've seen it where they're like, oh, what baby. Boom. Boop. Here you go. I've never seen no Or no, like this that. happened to me when I was, um, and, um, I was in, I was in Miami. No, I was in. I was in Florida too. I was in Florida. Too, I I was in Florida. Yes, <laughs> I was in Florida for. Um, damn, this is like a small island. I forgot what it's called. But I was in there for spring break, and yeah, baby, <laughs> we was on this. I think the reason why the reason why we had the same experience in the same kind of it was setting, the same bitch. We were we were no, <laughs> we were. I was at Daytona Beach party, and and there's a lot of trans women, beautiful trans women that go mm. to these beach parties. And so them. niggas was walking around like, we don't know who what. <laughs> like, you got to show me the pink. You can't just show me no motherfucking titties because yes. all of them got titties. Blah, 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 blah. And Fish was like, push well, through. The cis woman was like, boop, here's, here's, here's the pink. <laughs> you don't try to play with me. So it was, it was, I've seen it happen too. So, but I've also seen people get offended. I've always yes. seen people say, why the fuck are you asking me that? Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't, it's like you said, I think it's a human thing. I think mm-hmm. it's a y- y- common sense. Don't ask nobody that. It's yeah, offensive. That's rude. Whether they are trans or mm-hmm. not, it, uh, however they present, mm-hmm. is how I present. And Especially somebody that presents as high femme as you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel what I'm saying? Right. It's different if, it, it's still not okay to ask. Yeah. But, even if you do clock my tea, even if it's 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 almost a little bit. You don't ask this period, but it's a little bit um, understandable when somebody presents in a more androgynous way, when mm-hmm. they present that more middle ground, middle of binary kind of way, because you're expecting you don't know what the fuck I am because mm-hmm. I, I'm in, I'm straddling that line. But somebody that is as high femme as you, mm-hmm. it's obvious. It, whatever, whatever, whatever you think my history is. I'm I'm presenting woman right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Very so, bad. But so, well, I feel like they I, I'm sorry. Ahead. I feel like they it feel I feel like they had 
they feel like they have a leeway because we are trans women so it's okay for our gender to be questioning up for grabs like that's what it felt like like oh you're a trans woman of course he would have asked you if you're a man or you're a woman and that's what, and that's what he was given very like okay like aren't you a trans woman so so mm. how do y'all feel like is the but the security guard, he he made me feel love. Um, he made the guy apologize. That made my that made my whole entire night, and it came from a black man. <clears throat> he actually is the police. He's not a security guard. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah, cool. that, the, the big black dude. He's oh. actually police. So cool. they've been trained. I I went on a training this week to train them. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, I didn't train him specifically, but they. I the, know you the, wish the, you could have. Uh, <laughs> you know he was my type. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, he was my type. Oh my god. So um, yes, they do go through training at HPD in regards to how to engage with trans women. So that may be why he had some kind of some kind of sensitivity to the situation he was going he through. He really did. So for future reference, don't ask motherfuckers what they gender. Get the fuck out of here. So I was going to ask is how do y'all feel like is the most kindest way to ask somebody if they're trans? Don't. Like don't, don't ask. <laughs> don't. Like, don't. Yeah, don't. Really? don't. No. <laughs> don't. You don't. You don't. If you if you question someone's gender, if I don't think that it gives you the right to ask unless unless you're courting them or you're unless you're courting, but like initial like meeting them and you don't know no, anything the, about even them. That. Like, like okay, so if you don't kiss, if you don't went out to at out to dinner with somebody, you don't kiss. Y'all don't felt each other up. You don't think that's appropriate to know? But y'all are believers in telling people beforehand. But what if they approach you and they not sure? No. 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 Don't ask. Give them a chance to tell you. Oh, Oh, like get to know them like like a human being. Yeah, that part. Like so many. Okay, so what if somebody asks you that online? Would you be offended? No, I don't get the because people people grow so many different types of balls online. They ask you anything, <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of expected for people to go out their mouth and say crazy ass shit because you can't touch them. I'm this asking is, for the why, cis folks. This is why me. I tell my brother because I know they're so not sure. My brothers growing up when they would ask me or because this was my um. Before my estranged brother, the one that I don't fuck with, mm-hmm. he not estranged, <laughs> right? So he's the one. He would like say he meets somebody online and he thinks they're trans. He would send me a picture and ask me if this is a trans woman. Interesting, because yeah. that's your because that's that's his sister. So he's like, yeah, you you, be, you probably you're know a trans her. woman. So spill me yeah. tea. Yeah. So what I tell my brothers. <laughs> If you have to ask, then assume that it's what it is. <laughs> but there are some hard no. girls. Oh. There are some hard cis women. If you have, like I said, <sighs> if you don't want to date a trans woman, if you have to ask their gender, mm. <laughs> then assume that that's what it is. Bitch, you attracted. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that. I don't think that if you really? if you're dating online, you're gonna run into a lot of trans women because trans women use online to date. 
So that's I don't true. think that's I don't think that's necessarily true. It's a safest way for us to date. So mm. meeting trans women online online. I would think now if you run into a million trans women in regular life, I'm like, where are you hanging out at? <laughs> if I, I, I online dating is the safest way for us to date, so we have to. We dudes are going. That's why you see on a lot of dudes dating profile, no trans, no um da 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 da, because they are running into us on a constant basis, mm-hmm. and so it is a part of the online dating scope. So I can see them running into dudes, running into d- dudes that dress mm-hmm. up as women, trying to pull the trade because mm-hmm. we know butch queens do that. Man, they be using they, fake profiles to talk yeah. to me, and I'm like. Yeah. Who do? Like random dudes on Facebook. No, no, dudes. no, no. Just dudes be like pretending to be cis women. Like yeah. they use pictures. They'll, po- they'll post cis women's pictures. Oh, yeah. Trying to fish for bait. trade they dates. Bait. Yeah, they're baiting. Yeah, and yeah. then somebody was like, can I pay Tumblr. for you to fuck me? Oh, okay. Can, can they what? So anyway, was this, like, was, what? This, this has gone. Somebody wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> this has gone long enough. And this is supposed to be our introduction conversation. No, I'm so sorry. You know, we, you know we always gonna shake it up. <laughs> <laughs> so this will lead us into our Trans 101. <laughs> they think it don't happen to me, but it happens. I'm go sure. Ahead. Trans 101. Here you go. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic Trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. <laughs> for me in this life could be just the Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Uh, No. (laughs) Let's talk about sex, but not that kind of sex. We're going to talk about biological sex. Historically, the term sex and gender has been used interchangeably, but their uses are becoming increasingly distinct, and it is important to understand the difference between the two. In general, the term sex refers to the biological differences between males and females, as such like genitalia and genetic differences. Gender is a more difficult term to define, but it can refer to the role of males and females in society, known as gender roles, or an individual's concept of themselves, or a gender identity. Sometimes a person genetically assigns sex does not line up with their gender identity. These individuals are called transgender or non-binary or gender non-conforming. The differences between male and female sexes are anatomical and physiological. It tends to relate to biological differences. For instance, the male and female genitalia both are internally and externally different. Similarly, the levels of types of hormones presented in the male's body and female bodies are different as well. 
Genetic factors are what defines the sex of an individual. Females have 46 chromosomes, including two X sex chromosomes. Males have 46 chromosomes, including an X and a Y sex chromosome. The Y chromosome is dominant and carries a signal for the embryo within the womb to begin to grow testes. So the Y chromosome starts to do its magic and determine the sex of the child. But... There are other factors that can affect that process. The body of the person carrying the baby, their stress level, what they eat, their overall environment can change the process of the outcome of the sex. This is determined within the first 16 to 20 weeks of pregnancy. Both male and female have estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. Females have a higher level of estrogen and progesterone, and males have a higher level of testosterone. Traditionally, the male and female split is often seen as binary. It's either male or female. But this is not entirely true. For instance, some males are born with an extra two or three X chromosomes, and some females are born with a Y chromosome. In some cases, a child is born with a mix between female and male genitalia. They are sometimes termed intersex, and the parents may decide which gender will be assigned to the child at birth. Intersex individuals account for around one in every 1,500 births. So I want you all to understand that. Out of all the people in the world, one in every 1,500 births are intersexed. So there are people who genetically fall between the lines, who are between the poles of male and female. This gray area is not limited to genitalia. It could also include hormone levels and brain structure. Sex should be considered a continuum or a spectrum, a spectrum that expands past genitalia rather than two mutually exclusive categories as male and female. So when you hear people say there are only two sexes, male and female, or you will always be a male, you will always be a female, that's what your genetics say. That's what God made you, a.k.a. nature, a.k.a. genetics, a.k.a. what I just explained, are on a gradient scale. These normally are people who only have an eighth grade education in biology. They don't know shit. More than likely, they didn't have enough money in their school system to dissect a frog, let alone examine the intricacies of chromosomal abnormalities. What they are trying to do is to invalidate someone's gender by using their limited understanding of biological sex to justify their bigotry. Now, let me be clear is that what I am saying is not that all trans folks are intersex. I'm not saying that all trans folks have intersex abnormalities in their brain or in their genitalia. What I am saying is that a person who is the average Joe on the street, does not know enough about biology or my individual gradient of chromosomes to justify their invalidation of my gender expression. I did not forget that I was born with some type of male chromosomes. What I'm trying to explain to you is that the rules that you have for me in regards to my gender should not be based on the fact that I was born a male. The connection between sex and gender is more complicated. It's a combination of gradient chromosomes, gradient hormone levels, and gradient social environment. 
Now, where I stand in that matrix is none of your business and you don't make the rules. And that's Trans 101. Oh, my God. I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community. And I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community. Because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. <laughs> so thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. Mia brought this topic to my attention. I was kind of like, mm, this is personal, but it's something that I mean, you do got a big one. Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Good. It's something that occurs with trans men. Um, the bottom growth. A lot of people don't know that you can penetrate with it if you have enough growth however wait 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 wait. so what we're talking about we're talking about (laughs) what happens with trans men big penises when they take (laughs) testosterone Mm -hmm. we have i don't want to trigger nobody but we have what we call bottom growth you don't know what that is look it up i don't want to trigger. well we're here to teach so okay okay it's when (laughs) the clitoris Mm -hmm. it gets bigger Right. So right. anybody who <laughs> yeah, so anybody who knows that in when we are conceived, mm-hmm. we start everybody starts off as females in the womb. Right. right. What happens is a certain chemical based on chromosome, a certain mm-hmm. chemical starts to be released if you are a male child and it makes your body turn into a male child. Mm-hmm. And so our genetic makeup is not far from each other. So mm-hmm. when you introduce a f- the female body mm-hmm. with testosterone, the little clitoris, which mm-hmm. would, if she was a boy, mm-hmm. would be would have been her penis. But mm-hmm. when you introduce a female body to the testosterone, it grows out like a penis. Right. The clitoris does. Mm-hmm. So trans men call that part, a lot of them call it their dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of them call it their growth mm-hmm. and so on. Yeah. So. Or their clitoris. <laughs> if wow. they're comfortable with that word. Right, right. I mean, some girls are comfortable with calling their their areas, you know, sheenuses or penises or dick. Yeah. Banana pussy. Banana pussy. <laughs> pussy pole. Damn, y'all got you know? a lot more nicknames. I'm sure y'all got some Sheenus, too. Sheenies. <laughs> think of a nickname. Lady stick. <laughs> <laughs> All given to us by clients. <laughs> <laughs> no. All day. That's All true. Day. That's true. Uh, I'm trying to name mine. Um, Are you trying to name it right now? 
I'll come Let back later. I'll come Call back later. Clifford the Red Dog. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not Clifford. Why Red Dog? No. Do you know the story about Clifford, darling? <laughs> I hate you so Not much. Not Clifford. Child. She's oh, you so could, stupid. You can name was... him Free Willy. That works too. <laughs> You know what? On the other hand, I'm not comfortable naming it today. I'll come back another day. But but basically, that growth happens. You can be able to penetrate. Some people, they be getting up to like two inches. Uh Some people get to centimeters, maybe about like, you know, three centimeters, four centimeters. Some people, it really depends. Mm -hmm. And so far from what I've seen, the black trans men have <laughs> the biggest ones. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Genetic. Yeah. Yeah. So. And like, I wonder I, why. Mm-hmm. I, be seeing, I be seeing some cis women with big clits and be like, damn, I knew if they took this size role, it'd be everything. Well, I remember this girl who went to college with me. Let's call her Tiffany. She. Okay, so. It was a lot of weird things happening because I was a trans woman on the campus. It would be cis women who kind of straddled that line of looking trans or certain body parts being ambiguous or whatever Mm -hmm. that would come to me and talk to me about stuff that niggas would say to them based on me, kinda. Mm -hmm. So Tiffany, apparently, her clit was really, really big. So Sounds she said fun. she would hook up with a dude and he was like, like asking her, like, you sure you, you will now this is yeah, probably mid- suck the shit out of it. In right the after. middle of the session. Like she said, this is happening in the middle of the session where a nigga was like, what the fuck? You sure, you know, you sure you are woman, right? Wow. <laughs> and no. and she was like, what the fuck you mean? And she, he was like, cause I've never seen a, a clip this big. Can we and, call her hunk? Maybe <laughs> it could be. So, um, and she would give me, and and I would hear stories about her uh, clit, like from oh. other people talking about who have had sex with her, and it was it was rather big. So, so that, Tiffany was hung like a whore. Yeah, she was she was a <laughs> cis woman, and um, <clears throat> you know, and that's something that she experienced. Now, also, she had she had a lot of height. She was like six two. She was mm-hmm. taller than me. And so she she was tall. Wow. She was a basketball. Um, what's them people that keep stats? Like they kept stats with the basketball and they managed Varsity the dudes. and all those the, things. The, the, Wait, no, that's the, high school. Would right? you str- they would stretch the niggas. About sports. They would stretch the niggas before sports. Like the girls, there would be a group trainers, of girls. Oh, they trainers or whatever. Physical no, 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 they didn't get the water or nothing. They just helped them stretch. Yeah, like, like oh. the players. And so she was one of them. Yeah. And it just was a lot of, um, you know, like if if I had to, there was some things about her, like she had a little mustache. I would bet that she had some high testosterone naturally Mm -hmm. in her system because she had some things that would, I could see if a cis woman had a high testosterone, it could be something that happens to their body. They get taller. Is that a a form of intersexuality or not yet? I think so. I think there is a, like we talk about, when we talk about sex, there is a gradient. There is a gradient in the physical sex of the body. And Mm. it could, where you fall in that gradient 
uh, it, it could be anything. Person it just person, depends really. on, on genetics. It depends on environment. It mm-hmm. depends on just so many environment in the womb. Right. It's so many things that it could depend on. And so I would hear about situations with her in, in school in regards mm-hmm. to her having a big clit. So mm-hmm. as I got older and especially now, like when you like you scrolling through porn and you seeing and I would see like um, they I have, love big clip porn. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I would see, I would see after like what the lesbians would be. It would be some lesbians that do porn with big clips. Mm-hmm. That's oh, a person. Oh my god! Come on, Clitoria. That's a sickening name. Uh, Miss Clitoria, darling. <laughs> so. <laughs> You gotta understand. I, I when I would see it, I'm like, what? Like uh, this is prior to any education on trans right. men. I would I would see it, and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> because they would be doing all kinds of shit today, today stuff, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I, it, it was it was it, it was kind of strange. So when I when I would I talk when I would talk to when I talk to some mm-hmm. like the porn experience you never seen a porn with no I've seen them with the well I've never had like what the fuck is that I was just like oh it's a big clitoris I, but I was no I, not what the fuck like what the fuck is I wasn't thinking what the fuck is that in regards to what they have but what they were doing <laughs> like all the videos I saw they were hooking up electric equipment to it what the fuck? they were it was a bunch of stuff right so like, the, the, the what I gagged in was real sex on HBO they used mm-hmm. to have like these series where this one little this man were like um like they were abusive to themselves so like that have you ever seen the old school pencil sharpeners without the little thing on it mm-hmm. well what he did was he with the <laughs> Ooh, he would ouch. do like a life like a, a size where you could put your piece in there and like you know kind of grind, grind it, it up in there okay and what then, does that have to do with no <laughs> 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 Well, but stuff like they were doing like that stuff like that, that I would gag about, like yes, that stuff like that. Was was gonna gonna you was going too far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were doing a lot of stuff like that. I was like, "Whoa, y'all going crazy with it?" But you know, that's your thing. Well, some out. of us use pumps, like yeah, pumps I, they to would make be it you, bigger. And I didn't know what that shit was. So think about if I'm watching yeah. a porn and you got equipment sucking your shit. It was. I didn't understand it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. That's their thing. I'm not FYI, judging them. It, it just hurt. was surprising. It don't hurt. I've done it before. So what? when I started to engage in conversation with trans men, <laughs> they would talk about penetrating me. And I would be like, what? What did you penetrate That's me what with? Mia said. Like, she was if, like, what the fuck? Like, when I, I was like, what are you going to penetrate? I didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable, so I didn't ask no questions. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck? penetrate me with (laughs) like what the fuck nigga and so i as i continue to talk to trans men i realize that that is a thing so i'm Mm -hmm. like oh apparently their stuff gets big enough to penetrate somebody i was like oh okay cool yeah, that's sick. Then uh, I just be thinking of yeast infections. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's a, was, like you, that's a booty hole. Like <laughs> you gonna have booty hole juices in your clitoris? You gonna have a whole yeast infection? Oh my okay. God. I made a face when you said. I was like, well, you're right. Not, I was no, like, you could be right. Booty juices. Like, so how did you experience you, it? I'm not saying me specifically. Well. You gonna have booty juices? <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm just saying in general, like, like I feel like if you were with someone where you had to penetrate their booty hole, 
it would probably not be the most sanitary experience. And then all, (laughs) (laughs) but then also like, but no, for real, but like how, but like, it's hard for a soft penis to penetrate your, your booty hole because it's so tight. Like what? Like, I think that it would be hard (laughs) for like, so goofy. A elongated clitoris, even if the hardest it could be, I think it would be really problematic. I'm pretty sure that it's possible, but I feel like it would be really hard. <laughs> and and how are you gonna satisfy a size queen like the doll? <laughs> yeah, I, I, we've I'm never a size queen. We've never know. tried it. We never tried it. I'm so. open oh, okay. to it. I'm just like, baby. So have you tried it with a cis woman? No. I think that okay. would be easy. Yeah, I've never tried it yet. Okay. Have you heard people talk about it? Yeah. You mean never tried it yet? I've actually seen it. <laughs> oh, shucks. I've never tried I, it. Because I don't have a vagina. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Right. And then when when you have one, you're going to be like, I never had a cis dick yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll be fine if you wanted to try because I'll be interested, But you're too. supposed be to be like, getting your sex change, too. Yeah. But, wait. Wait a minute. Wait. You'll be fine <laughs> if I wanted to try it? No, because I would be curious, too. I'd be like, so how did this dick feel? Like, I would be curious, too. So I'd be like, yeah. As long as I'm there, I'd be like, yeah, let's see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how it goes. Where now? That's what did you know for today. <laughs> That's what did you know. Like, <laughs> like, I'm I didn't curious. know that you was open. Like, okay, well, where it Oh, you knew that. We, we was just talking earlier. She's so <laughs> extra. But... I think. I've seen a video of it happening with where it was a trans man and a cis woman, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, "Oh, it was going in a little bit. It yeah, was going I've in seen it too. on Pornhub. It was still no, no, no. I saw it on Tumblr. It was, it uh. was, it was kind of still kind of scissoring a little bit, mm-hmm. but it was, it was go, it was going in, and I was like, okay, I, yeah. I see something. Mm-hmm. Word out. That's how it I is. It was really, I took me aside. What was going to be your question for this topic? Okay. So for <laughs> your topic, I'll be asking. Because you the, was the more enthusiastic yeah. about this she topic. She was like, so I'm going to be the trans woman that talked about. I was. <laughs> okay. So my question to both of y'all. So Diamond, it would, do you feel like you would be open into, um, to if you were with the trans man to like participate in <laughs> him trying to penetrate you and then Z are you is that something that you think about? Do you think about penetrating vaginas? <laughs> While he giggles. I this, uh, so, me, so my extra. mindset in regards to sex with anybody is I'm open to explore things with them. As long as we discuss them and we da 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 da, I'm open to explore anything. So if okay. the, if the person I was with wanted to try that, if I'm to be honest, if I was, I'm not interested in trying it mm-hmm. myself. But if that's something that if I'm in engaged with you, I feel like sexual exploration should be a con, a consensual, uh, a mutual thing for us mm-hmm. to explore. So even if I was not interested in that type of interaction mm-hmm. if he wanted to try it i would let him try it well that's cool. very <clears throat> inclusive well that i think that should be normal sex i yeah. think anybody because yeah. a lot of people don't think like this right? yeah I, I i know 
<laughs> so, but I feel like you know, I'll try it if you. It really, I'm I'm a try anything once kind of girl. <clears throat> if it not necessarily once, like if it's something like say we try it and you really like it mm-hmm. and it's not sickening to me, mm-hmm. I still would do it because I'm turned on by you really liking it. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? So I'll still go with it cool. even if it ain't nothing for me. I'll mm. be like, okay, word out and role play <laughs> like it's my sickening. But because I know you really, really like it. So that's how kind of how I work. Mm-hmm. Long as that exploration is reciprocated. Like when I want to try something that I really like, I want to be able to try what I like. What's so something? you will try anything if they if it's something that they really want to do. Long as it's because if they want you to give them head and then poo. <laughs> Any kind of deal with waste, like so bodily childish. waste, I don't like that. So it, I do, I do have the way she said it, the way Diamond said it. She just took it like it was nothing. Yeah, I, not but any no, bodily waste. No, no, I don't want to deal with any bodily waste. I do have lines. You can't just okay. go somewhere with me. But um, I don't like to deal with any bodily waste. So piss and shit, get the fuck out of here. We're not doing that. So me gas, so annoying. Anything that deals with anything really? that has nasty smells anything that deals no none of that is not my tea i don't want to do any of that i don't like to be um no i don't like pain like i don't like if like say i'm with a cis dude and we're doing the um and we're doggy styling it Mm -hmm. i don't like for you to smack my ass too hard Mm -hmm. like that's not my thing i don't like pain at all it actually turns me off Mm -hmm. and so if a nigga get to all that shit, I be like, yo. Like, I feel like I'm getting an ass whooping. Yeah, no, that's that. triggering me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've, I've, you know, you do it once. Uh, okay, I can continue to play. But if you keep doing it, it's my like, I hate it. I even hate to see it on porn because I'll be like, I know she don't like that, but she probably does, but or whatever. It is my like, I don't like that. So it's, I do have lines that my particular p- pleasure gives those kind of lines mm-hmm. but if it's something that is not painful don't have to do with no stinky stuff uh, I'll try it and go with it even if I don't like it I'll go with it because I know you like it so yeah, yeah was you asking that because you like gas and by the way <laughs> first of all excuse me because <laughs> i need to know, know what's your key oh you're, that's a question you're yeah. legitimately asking do i like gas and bodily weight yeah. really mm-hmm. really yeah some really people, that's some people that's that thing i'm gonna let you think about that <laughs> and 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 then come back to me maybe <laughs> so could you have somebody do it on you or me I don't do know, I just do, didn't say me. Oh, like pen- <laughs> penetrate yeah. me? Um, I'm surprised y'all freaky ass ain't never tried it. Yeah. Well, he, I think he did. I, ask I tried me before. I mean, I wanted to before, but she was just like, uh. Uh-uh. I was like, okay. it was just in the, I was just thinking like, okay, like I just didn't have faith in like how it was she gonna happen. She thought she was gonna give you a yeast infection. <laughs> no, but even <laughs> even That's there was it. a point where I wanted to give her head. Uh-huh. I went to tossing salad. Uh-huh. And she but was, you, oh, but and first she of was all, like no, uh, uh-uh, that'll do nothing for me. What? And no then, way! Okay. And then that wait, threesome we did—that threesome we did. She did it with a dude, and I was like, "Wait, so do you like it or do you not?" Okay, like so it? first of all, Trey <laughs> snuck up behind me while I was. But oh, you don't like to get your ass out. <laughs> I know I do, but it's just no. Listen, let's just play. Marsha's play. Can y'all hear me out, please? <laughs> <laughs> listen, 
I didn't like my salad tossed. I just, I have to be in the mood for a salad tossing, a salad tossing, a salad, a salad tossing session. Like, I'm just not like, oh, wear me out. Like, if I'm not feeling like I'm going to bottom, like, it all has to go around the same area. Like, like when you was, when you, you've, Z, you've tossed my salad before, darling. So, for you to, to like, portray this image to Marshall's play as if my booty cheeks ain't been between your nose, it's appalling. This is so extra. That's what Darling. So you talking about before any, the but, starting, mm-hmm. but when you was initially trying right. to do it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. But no, but I no, honestly, I'm just it took joking, her but, some time to but, get open to a lot of stuff because she, she got a little more dysphoric than me when it came to our sex, believe it or not. But she got she had to get comfortable with me, like comfortable with my anatomy. This is something she's not used to. Yeah, yeah. And I was really patient with her. I feel like. Do you feel like I was really patient? <laughs> oh, here we go. In what way? Like oh. patient as far as like you being open to stuff that I like. Like I, we just kind of did whatever you wanted to do for a while. Oh, very misogynistic. <laughs> No, I'm okay. serious. No, okay. no, no, no. No, no, I'm talking oh. about on me as oh. I'm trying to think. Well, okay, so uh, Marsha Play, this is my first relationship. <laughs> and let's just clear the air. Whenever I've had sex with people, it's always been my way or the highway. So I was used to yeah. that for a, a whole little second. Like, no, I don't want to do that. That makes me uncomfortable. This is how I like it. I just knew the way I like it. And so... Um, oh, you are a selfish lad. <laughs> baby. <laughs> I knew she the, was like that. Though. I'm, But I'm really not. It's just like, well. But you've it, grown, though. You've I have grown to be more considerable. More right. But but it's because I've talked to you and I love you. And I want right. to make sure that we're having the uh, an, even, an even connection. But um, I've, I've been more open since then. But in the beginning, I was just like, you know, let me fix. It was really just me navigating the space myself. Like I was trying to figure out what I was comfortable with and what didn't trigger me because I still have dysphoria. See, this is exactly why I don't be wanting to <laughs> no motherfucking other trans person. What? Because I don't have time to navigate my dysphoria and your dysphoria. But it wasn't no, like he, that mutually, it, though. I didn't feel no type of way. I didn't no, it time. was just me. Oh. I just I'd never been with the AFAB person. Or or a trans man, but I love Z enough to be like, oh, you know, I'm I, I love you. And your body looks sexy to me. Let's figure some things out, and we have since we've we definitely came a long way. Ooh, we, we but yeah, it's just um, it it's just it was just those beginning stages. It wasn't like I was disgusted by him or by his body parts at all. I would never feel that way about him. I wouldn't be in a relationship with somebody if I was uh, like if yeah, I felt I that type of you know. So, I but I know I'm gonna clear that to up to the people who are listening because some people can be like, oh, you know, their dysphoria could be triggered by me having these issues with. I feel like figuring it's out mostly, how to um with you I feel like it was mostly unpacking a lot of internal transphobia you had yeah, for yourself. It, like. it was for myself, yeah. Yeah. So that's what it mostly was. You was like, ooh, this position makes me feel like Like a man. nigga. I felt like <laughs> we, But sometimes we do that just because we're trans women. Cause sometimes it's like that with cis men too. Yeah. Where, where it's like ooh, I'm not gonna feel is- trade a missionary like that makes me feel like <laughs> like <laughs> 
<laughs> it, some now, like it, it. now I've gotten it is hot. It really is. <laughs> but I just at first I wasn't like that. I was like, girl, no, you look like cunt with your legs up in the air and y'all like, girl, no. <laughs> and, but now that I had to be more comfortable with myself and my and like be more affirmed in my womanhood because mm. once I started to be like, bitch, you're you're selfish like it doesn't matter what you're performing and and i get i feel like i don't see I had you to undo, different He's right but like, i had to, to not that to, my opinion matters right so i had to ahead. undo what i had in my <laughs> mind like what i felt like men did in the bedroom mm. and what women did in the bedroom because i was starting to make myself feel like um like an other, I was othering myself and ashamed of like the some of the acts, but I still liked it. And I was like, "Bitch, what? What's wrong with you, girl? What are you trying to say? Like, yeah. and you mm-hmm. can still you can still have fun and still be respected in your womanhood." And so mm-hmm. it, it it took some time, but I'm there. So I have a question for you. <clears throat> when you started taking tea, did it make your if you're comfortable? And well, we're no, talking about so you're comfortable, yeah. Did it make your um, your growth more sensitive than it was before? Did yeah. it um, did it intensify your orgasms than it was uh-huh. before? Explain that. So basically, for me, it's like it was like second week on growing on testosterone. I felt it start growing. I was like, this feels really weird. It felt uncomfortable, but like at the same time, was it since itchy? My, no, because I know uh, like any when things grow on the human body, sometimes it can be itchy. Yeah, my titties itch sometimes. Yeah, my, t- my nipples bigger. itched. Like any kind of growth sometimes has uh, uncomfortable. Mm, no, it mm. was like mostly what was happening at that time too is like sex drive was going up. So mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, wow, I'm just getting really horny. I look down out of nowhere, I see it growing. I'm like, what the fuck? It was real. It was like overnight. It was really right. weird. But um, it did get more sensitive. Not you getting your first boner. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. <laughs> but it was so weird. It was uh, like it got more sensitive. Yes, and the orgasms are far better. Like it's, it's, it's. I feel more like a lot of dysphoria lessened for me. Mm-hmm. The more it grew, like it, I was like, wow, I can actually like actually jack off now. Cool. Yeah. Now I'm not just. Now you're having wet dreams <laughs> about Meg the Stallion and all those things. You know. Once. <laughs> but. But. but uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. It was. It got more. It, overall, sex got better mm-hmm. with the growth. I, I I hate that. Um. Because I I was looking at a Facebook post of a trans man saying um, basically stop sending me dick pics because um i'm not um i'm not one of those trans men i'm i'm a heterosexual identifying man and it's not many of us left and i'm strictly i'm strictly clitly and i'm like okay um first of all um what does penis have to do with you identify with being heterosexual or not or things i don't get well these are these are how internalized transphobia manifests and everybody has a level Mm. i think everybody has a level of it yeah even every even us like you just sat here and broke it down how yours kind of was we i think we all have a level of it it's almost like um 
like racism yeah and, and patriarchy colorism and, and colorism is something in there that every you haven't worked it totally through right mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying so sometimes people are a little bit further right. deep into being indoctrinated in that kind of um anti-self kind of thing but um you know i think we all are trying to undo what was taught to us but he he a lot of people feel this way about another thing he said though he said there's less straight trans men than gay trans men i think that's a lie right and that it was an issue with saying that and that it made me feel like you were trying to to portray an image yeah yeah like like a hotel yeah it was like and like you posted this man's whole penis like it was just weird and it's almost like saying like trans women are men especially if you're associating being heterosexual with only like and you a trans guy so like imagine if somebody was like i don't like I don't like women. I'm strictly dickly and said that to us. Like I would feel some type of way. Like, and he would too. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then you're, you're associating a, a, you're associating genitals to a being. Right. Automatically saying that clearly a clitoris is, is supposed to be on a woman and a penis is supposed to be on a man. Mm-hmm. When you could, if you're strictly clearly, you could like another trans man. And would that make you gay? Right. Because it's still and probably to him, yes. But you're strictly clitly, so I mean they have a clit. Yeah, it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. You know, yeah, it's just it's just those those things that we have to, um, we have to like Diamond said, just undo within ourselves all those toxic behaviors. So thank you, Z, Mm -hmm. for being so open about this conversation. I think it it definitely. You know, that's I think being in a safe space where we can talk about our bodies and exchange mm-hmm. information with each other. Mm-hmm. I think it allows people who are listening mm-hmm. who might have these questions, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be appropriate for them to ask us. Right. And we can they can hear they it from can us. hear it from yeah. us mm-hmm. and not have to um, be put us in a. a, a disrespected situation or make us feel Mm -hmm. uncomfortable make us feel uncomfortable and i think that's the purpose of our show so thank you so much Mm -hmm. yes thank you because that was fun there there was a a white trans woman if i'm she was a white trans woman in arkansas um and she i'm not sure i'm thinking she just started i don't know when she started her transition but she just got her first prescription done and she was about to go to the um the pharmacy and get them legally and if if you're a trans woman or if you're a trans man um that's like me a trans or a trans identifying person because you could be non-binary um I I started with um, black market hormones because every, wait 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 every trans person doesn't take hormones so right. a trans person that takes hormones th- thank yeah. you and uh, <laughs> we want to include you as well um, but for me I was a trans person that wanted to go through the transformation and 
I started with black uh, market hormones because I my doctors told me that they it was against their religion. I've told you guys that before. So I went to Dallas, went to a Mexican bazaar and got my Mex- my um, my hormones from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I would come back to Waco and take them, but I would shout out oh, to um, in-house pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, shout out to in-house pharmacy. Yes, <laughs> God, did they let they let yeah. them go? I don't know where they are. They still on? No, they're, they're shut down. Yeah, in-house yeah. pharmacy got shut down. Mm. They um. You know, they used to be where you can order your hormones online and they without, send them a to without a prescription. Yes, baby. That and then if they sing it, send it to the wrong address, they'll send you some more. Because mm-hmm. they, ha- right? Yes, they don't want the girls to become fuck you, Trump. <laughs> so it's been shut down before Trump. <laughs> 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 she had, it's okay. Blame everything on him. <laughs> everything. I'm pretty sure she had her her fingertips somewhere in the trouble, but um. Yeah, like I I started with black market hormones mm-hmm. and I always heard the girls like some girl saying, bitch, I I fucking overdosed on hormones and now my livers are fucked up and I can't even take hormones no more because I done fucked my livers up and my livers, my liver up and <laughs> I just <laughs> I, I can't do anything about it because I didn't monitor it when I was younger. And I used to think about that so much. I'm like, shit, am I overdosing? Am I not overdosing? Mm-hmm. And um, if you know anything about overdosing on hormones, it's going to change to the opposite because you can't overdose. Mm-hmm. Less is more. And so um, when and I, I think, got... Mm-hmm. I think your point was going to be that for you to take the steps to get them legitimately and, right? Well, to- well, I was going to... Well, my point was... I when I finally got my um, hormones prescribed, like I was excited, mm, like I was yeah. happy. I was like, "Bitch, I did it! They prescribed, girl. You can't take it away from me. I can go somewhere else. You know, I got them prescribed. I'm going to an endocrinologist. The endocrinologist said my levels are good, bitch. I'm 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 doing it the legal way, right. and I can always get hormones as long as I got the money. And it's gonna be in my area. It's not gonna be something that I gotta fucking travel miles away to get. So it's a happy moment when you're able to first get your hormones. Right. For for most people, uh, for most Shit, trans I people, was happy as hell. Right. right. And so this trans woman in Arkansas she's happy she got her prescription and she's on her way to cvs pharmacy in order to get her prescription she hands them um the pharmacist her prescription and the pharmacist says um why are you prescribed these hormones and she's saying in the in the pharmacist is saying it very very loud so everybody can hear it and i am being discreet almost in a, a way to kind of shame her and she didn't want to answer and she said she almost started crying because she felt like he was shaming her mm-hmm. and so um he says it again and she and she's just like you know she didn't want to answer him so she was like you know what i'm just gonna go to a different pharmacy can i have my prescription back the pharmacist said no I, i'm not giving you nothing you can't have it and so she leaves she leaves the place over it and she and she's she cries back to her car and then she calls her doctor and her doctor calls the, the CVS and CVS pays it they pays it they pay it and she has to get her hormones transferred to Walgreens where Walgreens beautifully just gives it gives her her prescription with no answers no quit no well, I'm sorry no questions no doubt and um she was able to speak to someone at CVS and hope hopefully that they changed their policy where they're able to speak to employees and 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 not discriminate. 
And it kind of remind, um, lines into what happened to me last night with the hookah guy. Mm-hmm. Ain't and, Trump putting in something to where you can discriminate against uh, LGBT folks? He's trying to take it to Supreme Court. Right? Based on religion. Yep. Based on yeah. religion. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, she... But she, they have a... They, they have a consistent um, track record in doing this. This is something mm-hmm. that has been that has happened with CVS multiple times, multiple different areas. Um, hmm. um, it happened in Arizona. It happened in Arkansas. It happened in other places. So this is Damn. not a first incident. There's other times when people. Oh, LA! Remember when mm-hmm. that girl went to the restroom, um, and they accused her of being trans? No, I'm talking about as far as hormones. Hormones, yeah. Hormones. So well, I'm talking about as a as a, as a, a company. <laughs> yeah. So oh. clearly, folks need to get some kind of training, and um. At CVS, y'all need to get it together. Girl, <laughs> I go to Walgreens for mine. Yeah, and I use uh, GoodRx, and because I don't have insurance, uh-huh. I use GoodRx, and it takes him. They usually like for a three month supply for me. Without GoodRx, it was like one hundred and twenty something, uh-huh. and now it's down to like forty dollars. Oh, nice! From using GoodRx, and mm-hmm. you need a prescription with them. Mm-hmm. With yeah. Walgreens. Nice. Yeah. That's so sickening. If you, if you don't got insurance, use good RX. So, yeah, she she was thankful that she had supportive family that helped her through the situation. But in most cases, some girls don't have a supportive family, and they got to figure mm-hmm. out what the fuck they're going to do. And to get hormones, so that forces you back to go get black market, depending on, like, your availability. Sometimes the doctors don't give a fuck, and they don't mm-hmm. they don't call. Like, you just never know people's situation. Right. So, um, yeah, she was able to get her hormones, which is good. But these are just some of the things. What would that- you have done in that situation? Oh, he would have gave me back my motherfucking <laughs> prescription. <laughs> There's no way done? that you're going to play with my pussy in front of all these people in CVS and try to embarrass me. And then tell me you're not giving me back my prescription so I can go get them somewhere else. Oh, I'm I'm raising the roof. Yeah. That would have been the same but, way. Baby. <laughs> but, then I, but then you put me at the risk. I'm I'm justifiably raising the motherfucking roof, but uh, then now the police gonna come in and think that I'm the aggressive manly course. tranny, of and course. it could get possibly attacked, killed, put in jail mm-hmm. because I'm disturbing the peace or True. blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. True, that's annoying as fuck. You just have to Sometime take that gotta, risk. Yeah. Sometimes you just Baby, gotta cry in the car. I would have to stand up for <laughs> what I believe right then, because there's no way you're gonna take my prescription. And I've been waiting for my hormones. You gonna tell me that you're not gonna give it to me? I'm have to wait, and I've been waiting on this. Right. Oh no! Yeah, um, just pull out that phone and be like, "Yes, I Z, have, you know how I am." I have a pharmacist here right now <laughs> that has taken my prescription. He won't give it back. Yeah, I would have called. Please the doctor. explain what do I do? Yeah. Well, the, and that's what she did, and she was able to get them transferred. Right in his face, though. I don't yeah, got the patience for that. I would have did the same thing if I couldn't, but yeah. So make sure that um, you're going to Walgreens to get your stuff. But I'm sure I, if I look hard enough, I'll find a Walgreens motherfucker that done did it too. <laughs> don't shame. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it just happened, I think, because we're coming out of the shadows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 20 years ago, we would have been in a situation where we might would have paid it not to shake up the system and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But now True. the girls are not feeling that shit. And so we're going to see all. more and more cases where people are standing up for their rights and not mm-hmm. letting shit just ride because we are not, we are tired of being, being denied access to shit that we, you motherfucker. That's how it was do. last night. I was like, look, 
y'all got somebody over here that's tripping. Yeah. What y'all going to do about it? Yeah. So mm-hmm. make sure that if you are hiring people, if you are um, going to be servicing trans folks, because we're human, more than likely anything that you're doing, you're going to be engaging with trans folks at some point. Make sure you're doing the training to make sure they know how to do with their fucking jobs and respect us. All right. All right. That part. So we got a letter from one of our listeners, and I want to read it, and then y'all tell me what y'all think about it, and we'll discuss it. The title of the email is, Does Toxic Femininity Exist? Oh, that one. (laughs) Girl. Okay. Honey. So, hello. The show is great. At a point, I should begin sponsoring, which is difficult for me to manage as a solo practitioner with no staff at all because I add more work to it, will add more work to bookkeeping. In short, um, blah, 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 blah. He's talking about, you know, why he. Um, doesn't financial support it's okay you you share all the time we we love that you share that's a donation as well mm-hmm. um anyway i would define toxic femininity as an exaggeration of one understanding of what is acceptable femininity and a dogmatic expression of that understanding to the extent that femininity becomes checked on its polar opposite masculinity how does toxic femininity work like the women in episode 90 in many ways you sorry um when she said that a man who has had sex with a trans woman is gay or you said at least queer take this take it further a toxically feminine woman would decide that any man who has had some kind of same-sex intimacy interaction cannot truly identify as straight or be considered straight by society as large. This is, there's zero room for experimentation without internal judgment or external dismissal. So he's saying a woman who, mm-hmm. a cis woman who feels like any man that has dealt with a trans woman is gay. Mm-hmm. And so because she's um, mm-hmm. inserting these rules of how a man is supposed to be, um, in regard to sex, that's toxic femininity. The next, ex- the hold on, <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. So, um, toxic toxic femininity says that if this is feminine, only the episode, only the opposite of masculinity. I would say by many examples that many, not all, black women are toxically feminine. They are usually the first to say that a man does not behave certain ways. If he does not behave certain ways or have certain attributes about life and sex that, you know, he's not a man and da, 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 da. The toxic femininity black women corral cis men within fixed immutable perimeters of immutable (laughs) perimeters of acceptable sexual behavior and social displays of masculinity. They are in fact, looking for clues of masculinity. That is, a real man doesn't walk like that. He doesn't talk like that. He doesn't dress like that. He doesn't keep the company. And especially, he's never attracted to anything male or masculine. So to be clear, sexual, sexually, a toxic feminine woman insists that she that's her masculine complementary opposite would never be sexually aroused by any 
um, anything that has to do with penis, balls, or anal sex, or anuses, etc., 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 etc. The end result is that her femininity establishes his masculinity. If she says she is not a man, that he is not a man because he is not clear or the polar opposite of her or complimentary of her, then he will likely be believe he is not a man. And this sends him into crisis. He will adjust the behavior to be accept to be the acceptable man to her. And even if the toxic feminine woman is not what this cis or trans man seeks in a relationship, she will impose her definition of masculinity on him through societal shaming, gossiping, through the exercise of her influence over other men, and usually through her control over the self-identified alpha male who is usually just toxically masculine. Is this too much? Woo, baby, that was long-winded. Okay. So. So first of all, <laughs> let me first let me just lay it out here. So that is not toxic femininity. That yeah. is still toxic masculinity. Yeah. Toxic right. masculinity. That is still toxic masculinity being upheld right. by a woman. By a right. woman. Patriarchy mm-hmm. does not have a gender, baby. Mm-hmm. It does not have a gender. What she, what she is doing is upholding the rules that men have set for men and the rules that have set for women. Mm -hmm. And she is just indoctrinated in that. And so she is upholding it with her man. She Mm -hmm. believes that that patriarchy shit is going to give her power. She believes that um, that patriarchy shit is the way to go. So she is telling you this is how a man is supposed to act because right. it was taught to her by the patriarchal system that was that has was set before her before she was even born. Right. So she is selling to you what patriarchy is, so, is sold to her. It's that's still toxic masculinity. Exactly. It's just being held up by a woman. Which right. I thought I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking I mean, the same thing, like, just yeah. not in so many words. But I was like, "That's still toxic masculinity." masculinity. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah, like all those things, like like everything that he described. Yeah, th- those are some of the things that men actually hold themselves up to. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you have not to some, you, most. 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 Right. That you have mm. to you have to sit a certain way. You have to stand a certain way. You have to wear your clothes a certain way. You have to walk a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like I remember men when I was younger when before I started transitioning, like telling me that like, oh, you're not supposed to like they was to ask me to say my name. My name is my my voice has always been very, very light, very, very high, even before puberty. And even they would tell me how to pronounce my name right in order to sound uh, more masculine. They would tell me how to stand in order to, to how to like everything. And all that is just like Diamond said, it's all being passed, passed through her as a vessel. Mm-hmm. Right. Understand this. When you are particular, I don't, I'm not for sure if you are a gay man or not. I'm not for sure. But let's say that you're a gay man. The issue with gay men, when they have, just like men are going to police your masculinity, women are go- you're going to be in contact with people who are going to call you fags that are women. That's going to mm-hmm. that's going to say you're switching too hard that mm-hmm. are women, that are girls. Mm-hmm. It's going to be your whole life you've experienced what you have defined right now in this letter as toxic femininity, but it's actually still toxic man- masculinity because this is what they learned. This is what they learned in society is how a man is supposed to do and they learned that this is how they as a woman is supposed to re- react to it 
They are supposed to police you. They're supposed to say, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. you're not doing what men are supposed to do. I know my daddy and my uncle and the world has taught me this. So now I can look at you and say, mm, you're not delivering. You're not displaying. You're not doing what I think a man should do. So therefore, you are less of a man to me. Now you are a faggot. You need to get it together. This is not how it's supposed to be. She's been taught that. And so hoteps like to, it's almost, it's it's equal to a white person saying, this is reverse racism. This is, this is their exactly. response. When you call them out, when you call them out on their racism, it's still just regular ass fucking white supremacy racism. But their response is, well, what about when black people discriminate or are prejudiced against us? No, these motherfuckers hold the power. And when a black person does some anti-black shit, they are still upholding white supremacy. They are still upholding a racist system. It doesn't matter if they're black. It doesn't matter. They're still doing the same thing. They're still upholding the same values and the same system of oppression that a white person is doing. They just doing it in blackface. Oh, girl, your hair is too nappy to go natural. Mm-mm, that's for the people with the good hair. That's still an anti-black motherfucking telling you that. It doesn't mean that white supremacy has changed or racism has changed to it or that it reversed in some kind of way. No, that's still a black motherfucker upholding white supremacy. And the same thing goes with patriarchy. Men hold the power when it comes to patriarchy. And so these rigid rules about what a man should look like, act like, feel like, walk like, blah, 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 whatever kind of control is based on the rules that they set before any of us was born. These rigid rules of what a woman should act like, be like, respectability politics, all that shit is rooted in patriarchy, rooted in religion that has been controlled and dominated by men. And unfortunately, there are women in this world who feel like those rules and regulations are the best way to go. And so when they see that you don't fit under those standards, they police you. And they feel they're doing something right. They're going to find people who agree with them. A lot of people. Because it's the standard. And they're going to try to force you to live up to that standard in the same way that the society had forced them to live up to the standard. And sometimes these women are vicious. Just as vicious as men. Just as aggressive. Just as or just as malicious and maniacal as men when it comes to upholding this particular level of respectability politics. They can be vicious, but it is still toxic masculinity. Toxic femininity is just a concept that these hoteps or men who don't understand that patriarchy hasn't, has no gender. They just came up with the concept because they're dumb and haven't read any books and haven't actually read black feminist theory to understand that it's not about hating men. It's about hating patriarchy, a system of oppression of women that men have controlled. Bad men, good men, medium men, complicated men, bad women, good women, medium men, women, all, all of us, trans women, trans men, we all are swimming in this swamp. But because they don't read books, they think it's just, oh, we hate men. But that's not the case. We hate the system. And people who ignore the system or pretend that it doesn't exist or make up concepts 
to deflect and gaslight us. And sometimes women uphold that system. Not just men, but because they ignore black feminist theory, they ignore the books and don't read. They don't read to understand or enter discussions to actually understand. They make up concepts like toxic femininity. What about the bad women? That sounds just like what about black on black crime? Toxic femininity doesn't exist. Right. What it is is a woman is upholding masculinity in a certain way that patriarchy has taught her this is how it's supposed to be. It's no such thing as toxic femininity. Even even within the community, like even a lot of transphobia is based on toxic, toxic Absolutely. masculinity. And like even yeah. with the trans man, that was a form of with him saying strictly clearly, even that was in a like a form of toxic masculinity to me. Right. And then even a lot of homophobia, like bottom shaming, like, oh, ain't nobody, ain't no more tops and shit like that. A lot of that Within is based on toxic community. masculinity. Right. So let me give you some examples of how you can see patriarchy um, and toxic masculinity um, when it's in somebody other than a man. It, this could be in other people, but this is me and my personal experience when I see how patriarchy is creeping internalized in mm-hmm. in women. Mm-hmm. So one of the thing is linking your self-worth to your appearance. Mm-hmm. So when you think that I am only worthy of anything that I that I deserve, like a better job, mm-hmm. a relationship, love, stability, when I look good, when mm-hmm. I fit the norms of womanhood, mm-hmm. when I, I, I'm only gonna get a man to be worth something if I have to be all dolled up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard men say, oh, you look like that? Why you don't got this? Why you don't have that? Why you don't have that? I'm like, the, mm-hmm. this doesn't mean shit. Oh, or your mother says, Oh, you would get a man if you just put on a dress. Mm-hmm. Oh, you would get a man if you just get your hair done. If you straighten your hair and be more feminine, feminine, oh, you you're running have... around with all these, with your hair all nappy, it's not perm. It's <laughs> right. da, 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 da. Those things are patriarchy saying you have to be this doll thing. You have to be this objection. You have to be this object. I mean, you have to be this thing in order to deserve love commitment relationship mm-hmm. something as a woman a lot of women internalize that mm-hmm. it was a lot it was actually one of my aunts that told me you should walk and swing your arms a little bit more <laughs> that like what the fuck? and it 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 it, 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 it manifests it manifests in right. so many different ways it could mm-hmm. be it, it, it's so many different ways but mm-hmm. what it is is that patriarchy patriarchy has set it up to where how we look is controlled by them, right. by men. Exactly. How we look, and if you are not fitting the standard upon their gaze, then you don't deserve love. You don't deserve things, and a lot of women internalize that. Mm-hmm. And so, connecting your self worth mm-hmm. with your appearance is upholding patriarchal standards. So right. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing um, is really shame associated with a sexuality. So let mm-hmm. me explain. Mm-hmm. A woman should be sexually so think about the think about when we think about society. Mm-hmm. A woman should be sexually experienced enough mm-hmm. to be good in bed but not experienced enough that she is considered promiscuous. Right. 
any any <laughs> any any deviation <laughs> from same. that sweet spot is taboo. You feel what I'm saying? Both that you gotta be virginal and you gotta be a sex whore. Yeah. That 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 purity, that purity virginal and Madonna motherly shit and the whore. But Jezebel. know how to be the best dick sucker in the world. Right. You gotta be. <laughs> oh, you ain't never sucked no dick before, but you gotta suck it the best in the world. <laughs> a lady or I'm in a the streets, <laughs> a freak in the sheets. Right. So you have to have that balance. That balance, and really, that balance doesn't exist. Yeah. You have women who who lie about doing something that they never did just to get access to a man. Men do the same thing. Or lie, yes, that same thing. And or lie about not doing something to get access to a man, and mm-hmm. we and this happens in the gay community too. Mm-hmm. This happens within in man on man relationships, woman on woman relationships, because we all are indoctrinated in the sense of mm-hmm. t- that balance. Or oh, you can't be all out there and be a mm-hmm. hoe, but I want you to be a freak and do everything I want. We all have experienced these rules of how you are supposed to be, how you're supposed to act, especially if you are femme. Mm-hmm. Especially, we talked about it. Um, on one of the post episodes when we was talking about bottom shaming. Yeah. We talk about how bottoms have to toe this line of being... Now, of course, we know that gay men are a little bit more freer in in their sexual expression just based on the cultural stuff. But even mm-hmm. in that freedom, they still have some judgment that comes along when they're a little bit more promiscuous for a particular dude. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't want you to be all over the city. I don't want you... It's still these rules about mm-hmm. sex about you gotta be a freak but you also gotta be more virginal you feel what I'm saying not necessarily specifically a virgin but you get a low body count so 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 understand that 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 is something that that shaming and sexuality is all that we all have internalized and and haven't worked through it and don't know when to see the signs exactly that's something that is a part of Patriarchy is something that is a part of the toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. It's some it's that that paradox that all of us are in, especially on the femme side. Mm-hmm. When you have when you on the masculine side, it's almost you hold the power. That's why these niggas is like mask for mask. I want somebody masculine. Da da da. Them niggas that can sell that masculinity to you, even <laughs> if you're in the gay community, if you it's the so, niggas social It's social capital. Mm-hmm. When you when you have that masculine, when you fit that standard of masculinity, mm-hmm. it gives you social capital. So you make the rules oh i'm this stallion i'm this stallion of who i am so i get to say are you being a hoe or you not being a hoe are you straddling that line between you a freak but not a freak i get to tell you i get to make the rules i get to tell you how you're supposed to be because you're the bottom you're the femme what do you look like what do you look like same thing when we talk about internalizing that that self-worth and your your image connecting mm-hmm. that as well. They get to make the rules. It's still toxic masculinity. It's yes. still them saying, "I make the rules. You do what I have to say, or you're not gonna get access to this power. You're mm-hmm. not gonna get access to this social capital. You're not gonna a- get access to me, who gives you the look that you want." Mm-hmm. They make the rules, and so it's all regardless of um, even. Let me say another thing. This is gonna be kind of weird, but mm-hmm. even the casual sex culture. Think about how. Give it to him plain. Come on. Give it to him plain. Think about the casual sex culture that we have now. That is for men. It's that a is, market. it's a market for that. It is this. Yeah, they be gagging. Don't, don't get into. Don't get in feelings, especially women in college. 
Like, <clears throat> even though they be wanting commitment, they want a relationship, they have to feel like I don't, I gotta pretend like I don't want this kind of commitment. Mm-hmm. I got to not be serious. I gotta play the fence and play the um, light role. I don't need to make the, I don't need to make any kind of serious, um, relationship commitment because this is going to run him away because I want to get access to this power of having a relationship. Even marriage equality, the fight for marriage equality for gay people, that is because they was indoctrinated in thinking that marriage was an institution that was, oh my God, this is so amazing. We want to do this. But really, we know that institution is is an institution that has, has consistently Oppressed women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it c- consistently has leaned in favor of men when they get the land, when they get the money, when they get the da 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 da. Yeah, we get these um, these exceptional cases like when what you call it took tr- all of half Trump's money or whoever who was his first wife or whoever Ivana Summer when a wife may take a purse half of a person's shit, but that's yeah. usually not how the justice system leans. That yeah. those are exceptional cases. Mm-hmm. There it usually leans leans itself in the in the in favor of the men, mm-hmm. the institution of marriage. Mm-hmm. So be, and it's set up purposely like that. So just us being. Um, LGBT folks trying to be in that normal world, yeah. we we prize this ability to get married. Mm-hmm. And yes, the romance of it, you see what I'm saying? The romance of it yeah, is, is in the disguise of, oh, we want to be romantic and we want to be normal. We want to have all the, these rights that come with marriage. I want to be able to go to the hospital and get and do what I need to do with my spouse because blah, 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 blah. Those things mm-hmm. do is like Tie the surface in. level, mm-hmm. but the bottom level is it's still a patriarchal institution. That's right. why all the LGBT mm-hmm. people got married and then turned around and voted for Trump after it was passed because now, now that they got what the the now what they got what the touchstone was, it's like well we can forget y'all because now we have access to the power. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, and don't, we don't gotta we don't fight have to worry anymore. about this trans stuff. Yep. We don't have to worry about none of that. I have access to the power. It's not just it's so many things that are still rooted in patriarchy and women don't have the power. Just like when we talk about racism, I know people don't like to make the parallels, but when we talk about racism and how black people can't be racist, what we're talking about is black people don't have the power that white people have. So we what we choose to do our prejudice is not going to affect you systematically or institutionally institutionally. we don't have that power to do that so regardless of that it doesn't matter and it's the same thing with women in films we don't have the power to uh to upsert all the power that you have when you fit that masculine role and so there's no such thing as toxic toxic femininity it is still if you see it being portrayed in somebody, whether it be a femme, a woman, a gay man, it is still toxic masculinity. It's just being upheld by a person who is femme or a woman or blah, 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 blah. And I think Bell Hook says it perfectly in her book. Patriarchy does not have a gender. Right. It just does At not. All. So, you know, that's kind of my explanation of that. I hope. What do you, what, what does femininity look like to y'all? What does femininity look like? Yes. Um, I, I, oh, I could tell you. Well, you probably have an idea. What? You can look at me and tell what femininity looks. Well, no, you can't. Or um, is I, it because of how we were conditioned? Absolutely. How you de- how you deliver right. your femininity is going to be based on the, the social construct of femininity. Yeah. So it it could look multiple different ways. Right. It could look many different ways, but there is a specific 
there is a racially specific, like even professionalism. Okay, mm-hmm. you Brianna is in. Y'all have heard her speaking. She's mm-hmm. in the room. <clears throat> even when we talk about professionalism, mm-hmm. there is a very, very specific way that professionalism needs to be presented. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very socioeconomic mm-hmm. and racially specific type of beauty mm-hmm. that is deemed professional, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's rules to that. There's a way that while we have these laws on black women, black women and men about their hair, how mm-hmm. their hair should be at a company, mm-hmm. it's really racially specific and it's really socioeconomic specific. It's just a certain yeah. thing that how femininity is supposed to look when it comes to patriarchal rule. Now, how it manifests in the world in reality is what femininity is. Is what femininity is gotcha. and multiple ways that it can um, right. manifest. But what the rules are is you need to be blonde. You need to have straight hair. You need to um, be white, for real, for real. You need to be clean. You need to be, um, or perceived to be clean. Be a slut, but my slut. No, 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 no. On a professional level. Oh. You have to look a certain way. You have okay, to look bad. a specific oh, my way. God. Yes, you can be, you can look too, your clothes can't be too faded, but it has to look good enough. Mm-hmm. You have to be polished. Your nails and your hair always has to be done. Your mm-hmm. makeup has to be on point. It can't be too much. It can't, mm-hmm. it can't be too drag queenish, but it has to be look enough just to be polished. Mm-hmm. You have to wear heels. If you wear heels, don't let it look too unprofessional. It has right. to still have that line to for me to respect you. You as a professional, but not a quality, right? A certain quality, money, yeah, specific type of shoes for you, yeah, yeah. You're like you; they don't want you walking around in stripper heels, right? Just to make it real, I just recently went natural, and because I look like this on top of being like a trans and dark skinned woman, I already know that's going to have an impact on my career or how I navigate as a Mm. lawyer, right? Because there, there's. It's all about access, access to money, access to power. And when you're not in the position to make the decision or you don't get to control the gates, mm-hmm. when you look quote unquote threatening, people don't want to work with you. They don't right. want to associate with you. So I think it's kind of, it's like a fallacy and it's a lazy mm-hmm. to kind of equate femininity and masculinity when we're talking about structures of power and structures of like oppression and domination. Right. They're not equal mm-hmm. no, no equity in that so mm-hmm. it's kind of like lazy to assume that the two are the same when they're just not right there's no nobody has ever gotten power for being feminine now you get power but if you per- perform femininity in a way that allows you to um, buy yeah to mm-hmm. buy masculinity or have right. access to masculinity but in mm-hmm. this society in this culture being feminine has never been um, powerful in the sense of um, power and control. Right. Mm-hmm. And, That's and, so and, true. And, and, Unless you were like a queen somebody, or something. Even if they were queens, it, they only became queens if because of their proximity to men. And they only stayed queens if they had sons until their son became old enough to be the leader. All rules established by the men in power that she is following. That's not power. That's just circumstantial access. A loophole that they didn't think about. But trust and believe is the social capita that she gained from her femininity and proximity to a man. And when somebody uses their femininity to get power and control, like you mentioned in your in your email, when when I use my femininity to control the men around me, it still 
the patriarchal rules that I'm using my femininity because of his gaze, because of how he responds to me, because he wants to fuck me, he will do what I want him to do. It's not his power, but it's my power in association with him. It's him. And you wouldn't, she wouldn't have the power if it wasn't for him. Right. Or she wouldn't have <laughs> fallen some in a good part of the beauty matrix. Right. You're in the good part of the beauty matrix. Yeah. Perfect. Like, exactly. You are... In, beauty, for a woman, gives her social capital. It gives her something because she's able to access things in the patriarchal world that a person who does not fit the beauty standard just cannot. I if I come in if I'm a lawyer and I'm a, a aesthetically beautiful one, I could quintessentially lean the judge in my direction because yeah. he I look good. Yeah. And if I don't look good to his prefer, his standard, it could lean <laughs> in the ba- in the negative direction. Yeah. Because I, I why are you coming in my courtroom looking like an African booty scratcher? Yeah. <laughs> or you get what I'm saying, whatever that is. You feel what I'm saying? You come in here looking like whatever the stereotypes that I think are late about black people. And it could make what I think about what you're saying, it could diminish it. It could it just could have negative effects where if this girl is is playing along with it, then here we go. I can get access to whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. So, bottom line is toxic femininity does not exist. And it's still, it's just a woman who is upholding patriarchal rules and you are being affected by it. And like a hotep, you are calling it toxic femininity, but it actually doesn't exist. Just like reverse racism doesn't exist. And that's the end of the show, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. All right. Well, this is a good show. I hope we cleared that up for you. Definitely hashtag Marsha's Play and tell us what you think. If there's none of this. <laughs> ah, you know, just you know, let us let us know if that helps you in some way. We really want to know. Yeah, right. hashtag us and let us know what you think. All right, y'all. We we'll see y'all next week. All right. Bye bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright.